All right, welcome into the Empty Bottle Sports Podcast. Buddy Zane right here is to join me, and of course, Corey as well, and we got some drinks in front of us. I'm back home, so I get the good beer today. I got some Stella in front of me. Zane, what do you got in front of you today? Yeah, welcome in, everybody. Today, I've got a new beer. Um, trying to get more of a variety for you guys. Uh, I've got a beer called Shorts Brew. Um soft parade it's a fruit ale uh with blueberries strawberries raspberries and blackberries um so a little bit lighter um it's about seven and a half percent so like light on taste but it's kind of heavy in um you know alcohol content but it's a it's really good actually all right all right sounds good sounds good Corey. what about you we got four roses again or are we switching it up no nope, we, well we did go bourbon but we went with uh blade and bow Nice, nice. Yeah, I should I should be having bourbon. It's my week off. I should, that's what I should be doing. Just having making mistakes, man. I know, I know. But I got the good, expensive beer now that I'm back home, so I'm gonna take <laughs> advantage of that. All right, let's jump right in. We've been gone for a couple of weeks, uh, just some busy schedules, but a lot has happened in those couple of weeks. Uh, right after we started talking, the Cubs started their fire sale. The MLB trade deadline has passed, and a lot of teams added and. A lot of teams sold like the Cubs did. But uh, what really kind of blew up on us, especially in the Chicago area, is the Bulls, Chicago Bulls. They really just beefed up their roster in a matter of a few days. They drafted Illinois' own and Chicago own uh, Iota Sumo in the second round, which I was very happy about. And we talked about it, about it being a poss- not even a possibility because they're like, no way he makes it to the second round. And even if he does, no way the Bulls get him all the way at 38. But they drafted him. Awesome. I can't wait to see him in a Bulls jersey, but they also acquired Lonzo Ball, Mario Rosen, Alex Caruso. Um, so, Zane, my question to you is, what is this Bulls team ceiling now that they gave Iota Sumo and Zach Levine some help? Um, probably ceiling, eight seed, probably. Seven seed, maybe. And and I think it's too early to be saying getting Io Desumu some help. We have no idea if he's even <laughs> good yet. So we're not turning, we're not getting him some help. We got Zach Levine some help. He's the only one who's been balling out. Um, but I would say, I mean, Caruso is going to be a, I guess with DeRose, I would say a chain, I'll, I'll revise six seed max, seven, six, seventh, eighth, somewhere in there. I would say no higher than sixth. Um, I mean, Caruso is going to be a nice, solid bench player, but um, and and I'm, I mean, Lonzo is good, but he's yet to prove that he's you know really good. I think at least uh, consistently. So if like if everything goes right, and I like the moves, I like that we haven't just set, you know we're not sitting on our hands um, and and drafting in the seventh pick every <laughs> seventh spot or yeah. we get seventh spot for like the last four years. But uh, yeah, I would say I would say six seed. Okay. Six. Best best case scenario. Best case scenario. Okay. Wow. Um, all right, Corey, what do you think the, the ceiling is for this Bulls team going forward? Well, I'm glad that Zane revised that from eight to six, because that's a world of difference. And I was scared for you when he said eight. Um, I, I think six is <laughs> I think six is realistic. Um, maybe even they might be able to bump up into the five territory if Boston falls off or maybe Atlanta sucks. Um but I mean, you got 
you're just not going to be able to pull out of the East when you've got the Bucks, who are, you know, the reigning champs. And then you've got the Nets, who, assuming health, should be the favorite going into this season. Um, yeah. The Heat reloaded. I mean, the Pistons look good in, like, four years. <laughs> <laughs> they, got a, they got a little while. Cleveland still sucks. I mean, there's some – Indiana didn't do much, if anything at all, really. I mean, they've got some wiggle room. They could be a mid-level East team pretty pretty reasonably. I don't see them coming out, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, you guys you guys made some really solid moves. Um, it's a lot better than anything I've seen them do in the last, like, six, seven years probably. Yeah, yeah, the Gar Pax era, thank goodness that's over. Because, like Zane was saying, they probably would have tried to tank again and uh, would have probably gotten, like, a sixth or seventh pick again. And what's that going to do for you at six or seven in the draft? Not really going to do you anything. Um, and then I hope Patrick Williams' development. I know Zane calls him a bust and probably you can bust. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> um, but you'd hope he can make a big jump from year one to year two, or at least a sizable jump, uh, especially on a rookie contract um, to kind of help out this team. So, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say, I, I would say the absolute ceiling four seed. And that's if everything goes well over a long season. Guys stay healthy um, and chemistry. They, a lot of new pieces coming in, so they're going to need to develop that chemistry, and that's going to take a while. But um, I, I feel like this should be a playoff team, right? Like it's going to be a disappointment if this team doesn't make the playoffs. And like, especially they're they're continuing the ten seed playoff tournament thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would definitely say playoff team. Um, but yeah, yeah. Would, if they yeah. don't make the playoffs, it's uh, someone should be fired. Yeah, yeah. Someone's got to pay. For, I mean, that's just a lot of talent. You, I mean, you just look at the lineup, and that's a lot of names there. Like something should be done with all those names. But um, I don't doubt <laughs> that they won't make the playoffs. But um, Corey, anything? I mean, we saw Cade Cunningham go to Cade Cunningham, Luca Garza go to Detroit. Um, and then uh, we saw who, – who, who went with the Cavs? Who did they take in the first and second round? Uh, the Cavs Evan, took yeah. – Yeah, it's like Evan Mobley. Mobley. Mm, yeah, Mobley. that looked like a good pickup. I'm, I'm not too upset seen. about that. Yeah, that, that seems promising. Plus, they're expecting – well, they're expecting – I'm not, but I'm hoping. They're expecting uh, Isaac Okoro, if I said that right. Probably not. Don't, uh, don't come at me. I'm not giving you my Twitter handle. Um, <laughs> They're expecting him to be a breakout second-year player. Um, Sexton, can he can get a bucket at least. And then Kevin Love probably should get traded. Um, but, yeah, they're still going to be, you know, somewhere near the bottom of the East. It'll be a sad year for them. But uh, Detroit, yeah, they, they did some things in the draft. Um, they also got our hometown boy, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Livers, out of Michigan. Yeah. So I was pretty hype on that. And uh, what the Lakers made some huge moves too. Yeah, so. yeah, they, uh, um, yeah, like like Corey was saying, his Twitter handle he wanted to call it out, Corey underscore R underscore uh, Powers. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I, I really feel Kendrick Perkins called um, uh, Evan Mobley the next Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and we know how great of an analyst he is. So, I mean, you probably <laughs> book it that he's just going to be this dominating force down low for the 
Cavs in the next 15 years. Um, but since you brought him up, I hope you guys have noticed I've modeled my podcast performance after Perkins. I just want to <laughs> say I want as many hot takes as possible. I want to speculate wildly and make just unreasonable predictions. So when I hit it, goal one time, you can never let it go. And then you can make me a full time podcast host. I mean, apparently that's what gets you paid in the real world, man. We just got to keep doing that. We're just going to get a TV deal for ourselves. Sponsorships are going to start rolling in when we start just coming up with this crazy stuff. <laughs> All right. So NBA draft is passed now, and then free agency is passed. And then I don't think the season even starts until, um, I don't know, like November. But I am going to order an Iota Sumo Bulls jersey because how can you not? How can you not? Um, so let's move on, guys. Cubs fire sale. Saying I don't really want to talk about this too much, but you got. We were just talking about it before the show started. Cubs lost seventeen to four today. Uh, they lost eleven to zero yesterday to Jake Ari- uh, Jake Arrieta pitching, and he gave up like seven in the first inning. It, it's just this is just like hot garbage. I don't think they would be this this bad after selling off just a few pieces, but man, oh man, they, they just have to lose every single game at this point, right. To just improve their draft stock, but you don't want it to be like this. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a, it's a combination of we've traded everybody. Now, why should we even, it's not that the team is bad. It's, I mean, it's bad, but it's, I think it's more of a a factor of everyone's just throwing in the towel. Yeah. They're just like, yep. Oh, well, what was me? We'll just play for next year or play for the next eight years or what, <laughs> or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, but I think, I think it's probably for the better. I'm, I know yeah. we're going to, we're going to spin our wheels in the mid tier, you know, treadmill um, moving forward anyway. So um yeah, it, I mean, it just sucks. I mean, like, it does suck to see Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, Craig Kimbrell all leave, but it just, together as a unit, it just wasn't working. We saw that year in and year out, and it's just like, how many more times are we just going to keep going around like this? Um, it, it just got to a point where it just needed to happen. Um, so, Corey, my question to you is, I'm – you know, the Cubs, lovable losers for the longest time. Do you see them going back to like these multiple, multiple hundred loss seasons like it was from like 2010 to like 2014 where it's just miserable? Or are they going to, with the new ownership, or do you think they'll start acting like a big market team, especially since the White Sox are good? I mean, you know how good they are after watching them in the Central with the, going up against your Indians. But I mean, they got to not be in the doldrums for too much longer, right? Yeah, I don't think that it'll be that bad for that long. I think they'll turn it around. I mean, there's too much money there to not get something right, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can't see – it's not like they're, like, the small market teams that no one wants to go to. I mean, And they won in, what, 2017, right? They won it all. They beat my team that we should avoid talking about as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so they they won not too long ago. And, yeah, I mean, they just fire sold all of their best players. And I think Zane's right. The team's just kind of, like, given up for the year. Like, why should we even try? But, like, no, I mean, I, I give them, you know, four years and they'll be at least decent to good. And then I'm not going to say you're going to win it all, but they might be competing, you know? Right, right. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. They at the very least they can just throw money at the problem and at least be a mid-level team in the NL Central. Uh, Zane, yeah. real quick question before we move on to uh, playoff predictions: Would you consider Jason Hayward's contract a failure? considering that without him, they don't win the World Series without that rain delay speech, despite him batting just, honestly, he has a hole in his bat, essentially, for the past, like, his entire He's been batting with a golf club uh, ever (laughs) since we signed him, so, yeah. But, I mean, like, he still got you that World Series. Like, without him, like, isn't isn't that kind of worth it? I don't. No, I would say no. There's no guarantee that he got us the World Series. Even, even though all the players on that team say without that speech, they don't win that game. No way. No, I don't. I don't. I don't believe that. For they're just like that's coincidental, not um, causal. I would say that he just happened to give a speech and they happen to win. Um, no, I. I would have hoped that they learned their lesson moving forward, but. No, I and I and I don't believe that 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 speech won them the World Series. So I would say it's been a failure. Uh, for, I, I like story. For Jay Hay. So for I Jay Hay, I give it. that a D. I give that a D. Oh well, if it was with that, besides the speech, I'd give it an F. But um, because of the speech, I give it an A plus. Because without him, in my opinion, they don't win at all. But uh, Corey, going over to the MLB playoff predictions. Uh, obviously, White Sox probably taking the Central. And at this point, uh, especially now that they're getting a lot of people healthy back, they're probably World Series favorites. Um, would you consider them the World Series favorites, or do you have another team that uh, you're hooking up your wagon to? You know, I mean, yeah, probably the favorites. But I believe last week, and we are not offering gambling advice, don't follow my footsteps. <laughs> I'm bad at it. There's a reason I don't do it professionally. Um, I, I think I hitched my wagon to the Dodgers. Um, you know, take it or leave it, but mm-hmm. it just, it felt right. You know? Yeah. It seemed, it seemed like it was time. Yeah. Dodgers are, um, they, they've kind of, I, I think they, they kind of, they're not putting like the full, you know, full, uh, gas, you know, all, all the way yet, just because I don't know that. They don't feel like they have to as long as they get to the World Series. Like, oh, we'll be fine. But um, I, I feel like they're just kind of laying in the weeds, just waiting for September to come along and just really just yeah. blow it open. Uh, so that's it's like how we felt it. about the Nets during the regular season. Yeah. We felt like they were just kind of like keeping, you know, keeping it in like, you know, second or third gear, just waiting. Right, right. And I just I, you know, San Francisco came out of nowhere. I don't think anybody was expecting that. I thought, you know, it was just going to be a race between San Diego and uh, the Giants, but I mean, you know, you Darvish hasn't been as great, and of course, uh, Fernando Tatis has been dealing with injuries and stuff. Um, so, I mean, that's the probably I'd probably pick somebody out of the West to take the National League championship, and then out of the East, you're probably looking at the White Sox. That would be my pick, I think. Zane, who you got uh, coming out of the NL and uh, AL? Yeah, that's. I mean, I kind of, I kind of agree. I hate to just, you know, jump on, jump on your guys' train here, but I mean, the Do- probably the Dodgers. You're, you're probably going to start with, you're probably going to start with Kershaw, then, to, then to Max Scherzer, oh, then God. to walk, then to Walker Bueller, 
Like, who the hell is going to hit these guys? Probably nobody. <laughs> Dude, I, mean, I forgot they got Max Scherzer. <laughs> yeah, and they've got one of the greatest closers. Or I don't know. They have a very good closer in Kenley Jansen. Yes. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you don't. You definitely don't want to see these guys in a three-game series because you're going to face three of the best pitchers of, you yeah. know, in the league. So, probably, I would. Yeah, I would say the Dodgers are would be my pick out of the out of the NL. And I mean, they've they've. Uh, yeah. So I'll go with the Dodgers out of the NL. And then out of the AL, um, I'll go with the Chicago White Sox. I'll just do it. That's just on a whim. That's not a whim. That's not on any analytical experience or skill whatsoever. That's uh, that's just Chicago White Sox. I've always been a Sox fan, number one fan. So <laughs> they, 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 hey, we're right. offering advice now. You heard of DraftKings. If you're looking for people, Danny already dropped my Twitter handle. Drop a DM. I'll get in contact with you. We can iron this out. Come on. Give us free bets. Number one Chicago Sox fan. So uh, we'll go with the Chicago Sox versus uh, Los Angeles Dodgers in the World Series. All right. Number one uh, fan for the Chicago White Sox, or as Zane likes to call them, the Chicago Sox. He has picked them to the World Series. Did <laughs> you get to the World Series? Um, funny enough, they actually play in the Field of Dreams tonight against the Yankees. And also, um, just like the MLB does, because they are terrible, absolutely terrible at marketing. Nobody in Iowa can watch the game because all the teams are blacked out there. Because um, the MLB is just stupid with their marketing. Um, so, congrats to the MLB for ruining another great uh, opportunity to. Yeah, but the tickets were reserved for people in Iowa um, to buy them. And then there was like a lottery for some, uh, I think, some Chicago White Sox. Oh, great. So they so 800 seats can go to, you know, the Iowa population. Yeah. All 12 people that live in Iowa can pick out of those 800 (laughs) seats. I mean, if you guys have a cool, the cheapest ticket right now, $1,487. So if you guys are, you know, Corey, you could take all that DraftKings money that you're holding <laughs> yeah. and uh, get a get a Field of Dreams ticket. That's the cheapest ticket is $1,487. Unreal. Dear God. Dear God. We love those bank-breaking nosebleeds. <laughs> it's the corn seeds. All right. Let's switch over to football. As always, that dominates. I, that always finds a way into our show. Um what I want to talk about and bring up actually is Urban Meyer, uh, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. They just drafted Trevor Lawrence number one overall out of Clemson. And he says that there is an open competition at the quarterback spot between him and Gardner Minshew. So is, is he being real here or is he just doing that just to maybe put some pressure on, you know, Trevor. And I, I don't know. I, I don't get how he would, Trevor Lawrence would not be the starter, especially above Gardner Minshew. Corey, is he is he just messing with us, or what's going on here? I'm I'm gonna have to ask you to walk back that statement, and if I ever hear any Gardner Minshew slander from you again, <laughs> I'm going on strike. No, I think he he probably is just trying to fire up Trevor Lawrence, but I mean it's not impossible. I I don't think that Gardner Minshew is like some quarterback that should just be looked over either. I mean, he's not going to be some all-time great, but he's I think he's at least decent. Plus, I love his attitude. He kind of yeah. reminds me of, like, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, with a like little different of an attitude, but they're similar. 
And uh, I don't know if you guys saw that that like hype video that Minshew put up where he was in the like American flag shorts and he was uh, he was tossing the pigskin around. He looked pretty good. And yeah. I'm not talking aesthetically. <laughs> At the very least, he's a competent quarterback and he's been in the league for a few years. So I wouldn't be surprised if he had the you know immediate edge in training camp just because he knows how to run an NFL offense. But um, I just I still would be very very surprised if Trevor Lawrence is not under center uh, week one. So Zane um, Tim Tebow uh, he hasn't gotten cut yet. Do you think he's going to be on uh, week one uh, squad? Yeah, real quick. I just I just want to jump in here on, on this uh, Gardner Minshew you know comedy show here okay watch uh, yourself because you know i mean a competent quarterback what, what was the jaguars record last season does anybody know who did uh, he have on his team does anybody want to look it up because i just actually i just did and i guess a competent quarterback gets you a, a one in 15 that can't, <laughs> be, that can't be right that can't be right a competent nah, man, quarterback. That was all the defense they were a competent quarterback going one in 15 get out of here with that no, I would I would probably say out of 32 quarterbacks, Gardner Minshew ranks somewhere in the 40s. So, Are yeah, you Trevor, serious? Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is getting the starting job. Just it's wait, it's wait, obvious. wait, wait. We can't put oh, him in the 40s. No, when no, there's no. Still at least three. There are still three Chicago quarterbacks to put him ahead of. <laughs> yeah, dude. Have you seen Tyler Bray ball, dude? That man is elite. I haven't Tyler even heard Blake that brings name. it on Sundays. <laughs> Tyler yeah, Blake, yeah, he brings that clipboard, field. baby. <laughs> he brings a clipboard and an ice pack. <laughs> all right, all right, for real. Okay, I'll put some respect on his name. We'll put him in the mid thirties. One in fifteen. We've got to move on. It's Trevor Lawrence. It's T Law all day. Don't even, don't even mistake it. It's not even. You don't draft a guy number one overall for no reason. He he's going. And then in regards to Tebow, he'll probably make the team. Will he make a contribution? Yeah, I, w- I would say he'll average probably two catches a game, probably 20 yards, two catches, 20 yards a game. Um, Zane gives this one a D because Tebow's going to give one hell of a speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, D. <laughs> I don't think he'll be a game changer. He's not going to be on the X factors, you know, other – Okay. If he He's make, not going to be an X factor, but could he contribute? Yeah, I'm sure he could contribute. If he I makes mean, on a team, team that went one in 15, they could use all the help they can get. If he makes the team and he's on it every single week and he's healthy every single week, he might maybe, even if he doesn't start, the over under on touchdowns for him, I'm putting it at two and a half. What are you, what are you taking? Over or under? Two and a half? Over. Yeah. yeah over. over? If he makes yeah. a team over, even if he's not uh, starting, yeah, young quarterback's best friend, tight end, easy. It's not even not the backup think. tight end. Is he I, well, or even the backups end. backup? Doesn't matter. Red zone, they're going to run two tight end set, play action fake all day. It, it's just and bread and butter. Throw to the tall one. It's it's bread and butter. <laughs> I will say no. he'll probably make it just because Jacksonville needs money because they're a smaller market team and they'll they just yeah he's like got the. Highest, he's got the top three uh, jerseys right now that are being sold right now. And I think Justin Fields is like four and five, actually. Interesting enough. And Trevor Lawrence, I think, is all the way down at like. Dude, you don't even have to be good as a tight end. If you got a rookie quarterback, he's looking for somebody inside the numbers every sure. time. It, it doesn't matter who you are, he's looking for you. Well, two things. One, to be fair to the Trevor Lawrence uh, jersey sales, there's only like six and a half 
Jacksonville fans in the entire world, and that includes <laughs> Urban Meyer, apparently. So, and, yeah. and maybe like Trevor Lawrence's two parents, but um, for the Tebow thing, you said two and a half is what you were putting it at. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go, I think he gets two touchdowns. One of them is going to be a red zone target that is going to surprise everyone because no one is even going to know why he's on the field. And then the second one is going to be a touchdown throw because they're going to run some wonky, you know, pass play that Urban Myers had in his back pocket from the Florida days that he's got to give his golden boy Timmy for the win. <laughs> they're going to – oh, man. They're, there's going to be a game this – there's going to be a game this year where, like, Justin Herbert goes off for, like, six touchdowns against Jacksonville. And then ESPN just, like, cover has, like, a – two hour special on Tim Tebow catching a touchdown in garbage time against the, against the chargers. And it's going to show that over and over again and talk about, he's going to run a statue of Liberty touchdown pass yeah. or handoff <laughs> a day after Tim Tebow was on the college football set uh, on college game day too. <laughs> All right. So uh, NFL preseason starts this weekend uh, over and under minutes you guys watch on your preseason teams i'll just put it at uh one and a half minutes take the under on that <laughs> <laughs> i knew i knew Zane was gonna go with that but yeah Corey, i don't doubt it at least at the bar they're gonna have it on in the background i actually get live oh, yeah. live tv now I, I got the hulu live so i'm gonna be getting all the games i'm gonna be super knowledgeable this season <laughs> you know i'm not just gonna say stupid stuff anymore all we're so, going to hear about is Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. TB. And his 40 Ooh. time with that walker. <laughs> 40 time. He's going to get uh, get that um, walker all bedazzled and stuff with the Super Bowl rings. Yeah. That's probably true. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, my brother's going to a preseason game. And I was like, dude, that, I mean, that seems like the most boring thing ever. But, that hey, sounds terrible. all the power to you. Can you tailgate a preseason game? I feel like you have to. We should. Uh, we got to do a Colts game, man. They're like forty bucks to go to a Colts game. Are you serious? I would be very down. Yeah, dude, it's so much cheaper to go a Colts game than a Bears game. It's unbelievable. Yeah, they, oh. they allow you on the field. It's only like fifty bucks. Oh, have you been to Lucas Oil ever? No, uh... I've seen it. I think it's actually Better. pretty nice. Why was I in Indy one time? Did we go to Indy for something? No. Do we hang out in Indy? Indianapolis, that's where they host like a uh, bunch of basketball tournaments and then uh, Big Ten Championship too. Yeah, that place is awesome. Man, I feel like yep. I feel like I was there with Kyle. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but so everything's so expensive because they have like 40 seats for everybody because it's so freaking small. Well, you're yeah, you're graduating this December? No, next December. Oh, this December. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Okay. Yeah. And he's gonna I mean, be like, all right, edit this out. We'll keep it on the radar. Whoever, you know, but yeah, it, the Colts games are yeah so much cheaper than Bears games. So Honestly, we'll I would to, love to what? see a Bengals Colts game, man. Oh, give me Joey B. Hang on, I gotta get a towel. <laughs> I just got wet over here. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Oh, Joey no. B. Yeah, dude, I need it. I need it. I, I want to go see that Bears game when uh he comes to town to Chicago, man. But it's it's I know. I'm about to it's like 95 bucks for a Joey B jersey, and I'm gonna do it. And I don't spend money on anything, but I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> what, what color jersey are you going? What's your go to color jersey? 
I, black. I think the black looks. Oh, yeah. The black looks really good. Yeah. Black with the tight uh, orange tiger stripes on the shoulders. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, Corey, Corey. What about you? What's your like? If Browns jersey, are you going like the the brown? Or are you doing like the orange like dog pound style? You know, I am. I hate the jazzes because I'm really torn. I love the orange ones, but. I kind of dig the Browns ones. Like I have a Baker Mayfield one in my closet somewhere and I, I like it. It's the, it's the Brown and it, it works quite well. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Cause it's got like, the I, orange numbers on it. Yeah. Like with the bears, I was just like, Oh, orange jerseys would be so stupid. I'm never going to get one. But that like, I saw that Justin Fields jersey with that number one in orange. And I was like, Oh, I got to have that. That's on the Christmas list for sure. Yeah, this one's from one pack. Why would you, want, Danny? Why would you want a backup quarterback's jersey? You know, Andy <laughs> Dalton's taking us to the promised land. We talk about Andy Dalton. I'm, I know. You Tyler know, Andy Dalton's getting the nod. Big one. Track. You Tyler know, he's getting the nod. Oh my gosh. All right. How's that nice, beer, all of you? <laughs> my beer, good. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it, uh, yeah. I don't think I'll get it again, but like, cause I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to explore and try a bunch of different things, but it was, it was good. Uh, shorts brew, soft parade. Give it a go. All right, man. Corey, how was your, uh, your pregame drink before you go to the bar? Pretty good. Pretty good. We, we always, we always love the bourbon. You can't go oh, wrong. We're not going to make fun of his jar of ice over there. <laughs> I forgot. About that. This is what you would call a glass. <laughs> Not a jar, Zane. I know it's a little the freezer in your... there, man. I saw, I saw Zane's pink can, and that was pretty cute. But... <laughs> yeah, I mean, Danny made fun of me for having more than one ice cube last time. So it's all water. Yep. It's like after not if you seconds, drink it, it fast like enough. Not if you drink See, it fast enough. Well, then you but might the trick have is, a shot. the trick is you put this much ice in there because I'm just gonna keep filling it up with whiskey until the ice is all gone. <laughs> <laughs> double what I put in there, and I get all the grief. Unbelievable. Yeah, and I, Corey does have half, half the freezer in his cup right now. But all right, I got yeah. Stella, and I'm gonna have a few more tonight because I ain't got nowhere to be. I'm on vacation, so and enjoy this expensive beer. So, all right, thank you guys for joining. We'll probably get back together next week sometime. Everybody, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you all soon.